It is August 9, 2021. It's Monday night in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. I'm Larry Yasmin, co-chair of Tech Talk and Accessible World, and we're doing something a little different. I don't know that we've ever done this before. Later on this month, we're going to do something related to appliances and artificial intelligence, like Siri and like Alexa and every other name I could mention to wake up. That's later. That's not tonight. Okay, so for those of you who will be jumping in to input and help us later, remember that we're not talking about any artificial intelligence tonight. It's a little different because the theme's a little different. It has to do more with the appliances that you want to buy that don't have any artificial intelligence attached. So what do you do? Because you still want to be able to use it knowing that You can't just ask the person inside whatever that is that you've bought because they're not going to be there. So you have to ask questions, right? You have to decide when you go to the store the questions to ask to get the answers that you most want. Because more than likely the person at the store isn't going to know what you're talking about because they're not blind. You know, they'll just try and sell you something. So you have to lead them because they don't know. It's not their fault. They just don't know. And I have been told on a number of occasions when I've been in places like Radio Shack, for instance, or somewhere else where I'm buying a kitchen thing, and the person will come up to me and says, who who sold me the item, and he'll say, my goodness, you know more about that item than I do. And I would generally say, well, that's because I need to know more, because I need to know what questions to ask. Anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a few items that we've already thought about, and we're going to talk about them a little bit and, and the kinds of things we need to do as blind people to get the most from an accessible standpoint. So the three of us will be doing that. Eventually, Larry Lumpkin will join us and Andrea DeClotz will join us. And then you will join us. And you'll just raise your hand when we get to that point, And you can talk about an item you got that you had success with. And you'll tell us how you had that success, what you did to make it an accessible and a good, solid experience for you. So on the panel thus far are myself and John Gassman and Myrna Voda. And Myrna, would you like to start first? Sure. Okay. So along the lines of what Larry was saying, so you decide, um, oh, I need a new dishwasher or I need a new refrigerator or... I need a new countertop oven, you know, things that, things that we, um, you know, kind of the basic things that we encounter and say, okay, so what do I have to think about? Because things aren't the same. Um, I remember my first dishwasher that I I ever got um, was back in probably the late seventies. And it had lots of buttons. It was a GE. It had lots of buttons on it. No problem. Not at all. I mean, all you had to do was, you know, get somebody to tell you what the buttons were and maybe write it in Braille or maybe record it and then and memorize it. And eventually you'd memorize it and you never had to go look again. And that was it. And then thinking about 13, no, eight years ago in 2013, when we were going to get a dishwasher. Now, my other one didn't last that long, I have to tell you. wish it did, but it didn't. So there were, you know, things in between. But still, there'd been buttons and things or, or little, um, you know, wheels that would click. And then looking around and saying, oh, my gosh, no buttons? How am I going to work this? What am I going to do? And so you started to talk to people and you said, okay, um, if I press one of these places on the panel, will it beep? And they said, yes, there are beeps here. Okay, that's fine. You can have them or not have them. And you you got your hands on it because that's really important. Um, If you can get your hands on something, because then you really know. If you don't get your hands on it, and we'll talk about that in a minute, you know, another way that you might buy. But if you get your, really the ideal thing is get your hands on it, look at it. And say, okay, so we're, there's no buttons here. Um, and if, is this really sensitive? If I touch the wrong thing, is it going to go off on me? Because you don't want that. So the, they might say yes, or they might say no. And if they say no, is there places, is there a place 
that I can put either some braille labels or lock dots. Well, on the dishwasher that I got the KitchenAid, there was. And luckily, we with Dymo Tape, we put a um, PW for power wash and an HD for heavy duty and an N for normal. And that worked out okay because you could access it and you knew what you were doing. And that was fine. But, you know, it took a lot because there were other models where no way, you know, that was just not going to happen. And it, it happens a lot. Also, let's say on countertop ovens where you get touchscreens. And again, depending on the screen, um, because we know that with microwaves, they're pretty much touchscreens, but you can braille label them or get overlays. So it's important that you, that you ask, you know, that you ask the questions um, on an, I was thinking about an oven um, or an oven belonging to a range, maybe not a countertop. And when we got ours, um, it said, so what happens when you turn this thing on? Is it going to be um, the last baking that, you know, the last temperature degrees that you use? No, it goes back to 350. Oh, okay, because most people um, cook at 350. So that's pretty good. And and those you could braille label. And it wasn't quite a touchscreen, but you, you pressed in these things that were kind of buttons, but kind of not, but you could feel them. Um, and so as long as you knew that it was consistent and went up, let's say five degrees at a time, that was going to work out. So often you look at something, no problem. It's totally accessible. I'm looking at a Vitamix. If you don't know what a Vitamix is, a Vitamix is a super blender. And a Vitamix usually is um, a dial for variable speeds, okay? So if you go far to the left, that's going to be speed one. And then although it doesn't click in, but you go and you can hear it. You can hear that motor just ramp up and to the right is speed 10. Um, and so that's not going to be a problem. It's going to be totally accessible, you know, but there might be other things where, again, it might be a touchscreen and you have to determine what you can do to make that accessible. Um, I was telling the guys the other day, we have a very good friend who nothing to do with blindness, never worked in the field of blindness. Maybe we're the first two blind people, my husband and I, that he ever knew. Uh, no, I take that back. I knew somebody else that he knew that owned a piano store. But um, so, but he's very good. He can look at something and I go, let's go to Bed Bath & Beyond. Well, let's look at something. And Sam will go, Mert, you know how you could make this work? You could do so-and-so. You could lay, there'd be enough room. You could, you could label it there. Or um, see if it clicks. See if when you turn that knob, does it click and you can count the clicks and do all kinds of things like that. So these are some of the things, you know, that, that I have done. Um, also on something, the Ninja is famous for having buttons, but very tiny buttons that you can't feel. So um, I was looking at a QVC. I'm the, I think I'm the queen of QVC. Well, and a couple other people, but um, they had um, a Ninja air fryer pressure cooker on sale. And I knew that had buttons because um, I had listened to a podcast and Ricky Anger had described this thing and she said on it, buttons are hard to feel. So I thought, okay, there are buttons. We've got buttons. We don't have to worry about that. Came back and I knew I could return it if I had to, but I don't really like to return things. Um, so took little, little lock dots, little tiny. We have this thing that has variety of bigger ones, smaller ones, little rubber ones. And put these little rubber ones on and they've been sticking on there and they feel like buttons. They feel like Ninja put them on. So, you know, just a simple thing like that. And then um, when you do get something, you know, you've got help, more help than you ever had because you used to have to wait for a sighted friend. But now you've got Be My Eyes and you've got Ira and they're wonderful. So, you know, you can say, hey. Can you tell me what the buttons are? Let's start from the left and go to the right. You know, if there are multiple rows, let's start from the top row and then go down and then I'll do all those and go down and then go down to the bottom. And um, they'll be there. And so you can write them down. You can record them. You can do all, all kinds of things like that. So that's how we make things accessible that luckily, you know, some things are totally accessible, like the Vitamix and like the the KitchenAid hand mixer, which clicks on to each speed, and there's there's nothing on that that's going to be not accessible. Or things that, you know, we have to modify a little bit. We have to figure out, can we modify it? Because that's the thing. 
So now that I've spoken enough and talked your little ears off, I'm going to give it to John or Larry, whoever would like. Yeah, it's going to be John because after that, I'll go while he's making dinner. So we planned this out to the nth degree. That's right. We are... We're going to do salmon tonight, not with any major device, just with the oven. It's got dots on it and so forth. And, you know, you just learn how to do that stuff. Right. With new new appliances, you're in learn mode, or as, as I call it, for a little while. For example, uh, last week. Okay, Larry, I'm going to talk more about that later. Okay. But Larry and I got the new uh, the NutriBullet Pro. Uh, my brother and sister-in-law told us all about it. And you make smoothies with it. And it's very healthy, and you you know you get your more than your uh, daily uh, allotment of fruit and vegetable and so forth. You can put anything in there. Um, you can't well, well, not not anything. socks, shoes. You can't no. do that. But anything no. that crushes. No, that's true. true. But you uh, but it is good. We tried it out, and it's a, it's all accessible. Larry, I'll talk more about that later. But you know, you go through it a learning mode where you have to kind of get familiar with it and the only way to really do that is just to apply that that knowledge i go and i look for a pdf document and hope that it's accessible and, and usually they are and you can read about it and in the case of the octagrill that i want to briefly talk about i did the very same thing uh and i listened to the podcast of uh Cooking with the Hazelnuts that Randy Resnick and Debbie Hazelton used to do on, on ABC Radio. And they did a whole – No, no, no. Story. ACB. You did it. Like, I done that too. What? You said ABC Radio. Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> ACB Radio, yeah. And, and they did a whole podcast on it. Optigrill is absolutely wonderful. If you, if you remember the old George Foreman grills, well, this is ten times better. Uh, George Foreman was all right. The grill was okay. It was pretty good. Uh, but this this holds in all of the natural juices when you cook your steaks or your meat or your fish. And it really, to me, it reminds me a lot of how they cook the stuff in the restaurants. And it's all accessible. As long as you're careful, there is a heat to this device that you have to be careful with. And I And pretty much Larry and I have used it over the past couple of years. And a sighted friend has been with us as we cook dinner on Tuesday nights before we go rehearsing. So we pretty much have depended upon him. And eventually we're going to get with people who are familiar with it and know how to use it, like Susan and Larry uh, Lumpkin. And they can talk to us about how we uh, overcome the heat part of it. Because, you know, you put your hand down in there once, you only do it once. Uh, and you, you can burn yourself very easily, but there are ways around it. Other blind friends are using it. You literally cook things very fast, and it cooks on both sides, your meats and your it's fish. It's like a suitcase. And, it's like putting it in a yeah. suitcase, and it is not made for just blind people. This is a, a device made for anybody, and many of us who happen to be blind are also using it. And and I basically took the podcast information from Randy and Debbie, and they told me in what order the buttons were to, to push, You know whether you wanted your fish or your meat or uh, you know whatever. Uh, and you just memorize that type of thing. And then as it starts to get cooking, uh, it beeps to let you know that it's into the next section of of getting things cooked. Whether And then it depends really on what you're cooking as to how many beeps you let occur. And you know when to take it off when it's time. Uh, it stays hot, so you have to be very, very careful. I bought mine on Amazon, and I, there are probably other places where you can buy them. But Amazon had the one that I bought for, I think it was like 120 bucks, something like that. Now, this is two or three years ago, so I don't know. Uh, and new models have come out, I'm sure, since. So they probably are, are differing prices. Uh, but Optigrill also has recipes on their website. You go to optigrill.com, I think it is, O-P-T-I-G-R-I-L-L, or you can Google it, and it'll give you the website. And there are all kinds of recipes. Tell they tell you how to how to utilize it, and yeah, some of it is geared toward people who can see, uh, but you can get enough out of it. Plus the podcast that I mentioned earlier, so that it is very accessible and very usable. And the food is, yeah, I mean, what it cooks, it cooks very very well. So maybe uh, maybe some Monday night we'll just uh, you know we'll cook steaks and you can. Listen to it sizzle, and um, and you can basically 
imagine how it smells. But you can't have any if I'm cooking it. <laughs> anyway, it really is cool. If you have never tried it before, it is something to take a look at as long as you're careful. Those of you who have used it before, maybe you want to chime in uh, as the hour progresses. But in the meantime, I'm going to go out and cook. I'm not using the OptiGrill tonight. We're just using the oven. We'll use the OptiGrill tomorrow for whatever our friend is bringing over. I don't know what that'll be yet, but we'll find out. But now it's time to cook some fish and so forth, uh, salmon. And I'm looking forward to that as well. So I will be quiet, and Larry can talk about whatever Larry wants to talk about. There are two items, and since you did sort of a sneak peek a little earlier with regard to the Nutribullet Pro, that's a blender. Um, And I didn't know anything about it. My younger brother and sister-in-law told us about it and they said boy you got you gotta you gotta do this these these are so good and it makes smoothies so good and you can literally put almost anything you want in there obviously it's got to be a vegetable or a fruit or something like that but i you know maybe you can cook other things in there too i don't know but but it you know obviously the the motor when it takes off you got to make you can't get hurt your hands are not in any danger but it's it's pretty loud and aggressive but the first thing i asked them when they described this to me is is it accessible? And they said, well, we would assume, but we don't know. So I said, okay. So time went by, and she said, by the way, I was over at somewhere, wherever it was, and I bought you one. I thought, okay, so now, now the gauntlet has been laid down, and I need to actually find out, since she bought it, if it's accessible. Now, granted, I could have taken it back. But I thought, okay, so now we're waiting for it to arrive. So what do I do? Uh, I went to the webpage and looked at it, and it seemed to be fine. Lots of recipes, tons of recipes, a PDF. So I downloaded the PDF, um, and then I asked questions. I'm on the cooking in the dark list for ACB. So I said, I have the chance to have this Nutra Bullet Pro. Is it accessible? Can I do whatever I need to do to make smoothies and other things? Is, is it going to be something that's going to be worthwhile for me to do? Because I didn't know anything about it. The overwhelming response that I got was, absolutely. This this device is so cool. And so when my brother and sister-in-law came over about a week ago, they brought it. Went through great detail to tell us how it worked, what it did, explained everything. Let us put our hands on it because that's incredibly important to a blind person. you got to feel it got to be able to know what you're doing and then we went through all the processes of of putting it together felt where the motor was felt where the blades were all of them to make sure we knew where they were felt which way to put the various things in the proper specific order plugged it in and and we uh we did a blind taste test and enjoyed the smoothie quite a bit uh so if you like smoothies i would encourage you if you if you like them by all means go ahead and grab one the other item that what N U T R I B U L L E T one word. We got the pro. Pro. There are several. There are other. other yeah, there are other kinds. I thought you were going in the kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, the other item I wanted to talk about briefly, and it, because the questioning and answering for this item was a little different. Uh, about a year and a half ago, the microwave died, and it was a microwave that we had put braille dots on. Actually, I think we even brailled numbers, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, um, something, something, zero, whatever we did down below. Anyway, that microwave died. So I said, I got to find another microwave. And the microwave we had was, um, it was not, it didn't have the wattage that I wanted. It was okay, but it took a little longer for things to actually be made. And what a difference this new microwave is. God, it sounds like a plane taking off. And anything that you cooked in that microwave, say, for four minutes, you cook in this new microwave for three. Because if you cook it for four, you're going to burn it. It's 1,200 watts as a, in, in, in uh, comparison to maybe 1,000. Anyway, uh, so I started asking questions. I went to lists. And it might have been on the cooking in the dark list again. I'm not sure. But somebody said, I've got a microwave that I love that I just got a couple months ago. And this is June of 2020. And it's a Panasonic microwave. It's 1,200 watts. It's a big microwave. And 
uh, there are rows of buttons that feel like bars. So everything is raised. You don't have to braille anything. What you do have to do is write everything out in braille. If you speak, if you use braille, if you don't, then you write in whatever format works for you. Um, and I downloaded the PDF and I copied what I needed to out of the PDF. And what's great about the PDF was it explained everything to me. And one other little hitch that I had never been exposed to before was that there were two or three buttons that were menu-layered. So if you press it once, you might get... And by the way, I'm not going to... I'm not telling you exactly what you're going to get. I'm making it up as I go along because I don't remember. One, you, you might get pasta. Two, you might get popcorn. Three, you might get pizza. Tap it four times, you might get soup. Five times, you might get meat. Um, there were four, 13 or 14 different positions. Um... You could set temperature. You can do anything you pretty much wanted to do, except you don't have to braille anything. And I learned uh, where the start button was and where the uh, off button was. And and the I call it the oops button. That means, God, I pressed the wrong one. So you press uh, you press it a couple times, and, it's, and it clears the microwave from whatever you put in accidentally. The, the, the uh, popcorn one is interesting. I'd never used that button before. And I always just figured it out as I went along and said, oh, well, minutes about good enough. But this button really cooks it well for popcorn. And there are three different settings on the button so that depending on the size of the popcorn bag you have, you should find out what the menu button says for popcorn because there are three different layers of how long you should actually cook it depending on the bag. Fascinating. Good microwave. It's lasted over a year. And uh, the PDF document has been invaluable because if I say to myself, I want to know how to, let me think, uh, I want to know how to cook potatoes. It tells you how long to cook them, tells you what to do with them. Um, and it doesn't say click here. It doesn't say um Look at the whatever the 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 balloon in the right hand upper corner. Um, I don't know that this was specifically made for a blind person. This PDF, but everything about that PDF is very very accessible for a blind person. And I love this microwave. It's a big one. It sounds as I said, it sounds like a plane when it starts. And you need to kind of back down on, on how long you put things in for because it cooks them quick. Anyway, uh, th- and there are more items. There are bunches more that I – because over the years, I've had people come out and do dots on my microwave, older microwaves, on the oven, on the toaster oven, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I will always do something. If I need help with something, I'll ask – but if I can do it myself, I will. That's the way it has been. That's the way I want it to be. Um, you just have to be resourceful and inventive in some cases to get things done the way you want them to be done. In any event, it's 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, I don't know because I've not had a chance to look yet if Andrea and or Larry Lumpkin are here. So what I think we'll do... Uh, nope, Andrea's not. She said she might be here later, and I don't see Larry yet. So let's do this. Let's let's ask you all for your input, and when, when Larry and Andrea come in later on, we'll bring them in and have them describe what they planned on on talking about and presenting. I see we have at least three questions, so Ron, maybe you can help us. Okay, next, uh, A. Ruel at MAB Community. So I have the challenging position at the moment. Um, first, have, first, tell us who you are because I, yeah, I couldn't gain I'm through. I'm sorry. Um, this is Amy Rule. Oh, oh, hi, Amy. I just got, how are you? I just, I'm using my work um, address this time because I forgot to sign out of my own Zoom room. Um, so anyway, I have the unenviable challenge in some ways of having to buy all new appliances because we're building a new house. And so um, I am currently in the market for dishwasher, stove, washer and dryer, and refrigerator. Ooh. And 
in addition to what everybody else has said, um, one of the things that I have done ahead of time that I have found valuable is I've gone to websites like Consumer Reports, U.S. News and World Report, Review.com. Um, we've gone to Good Housekeeping. And I've looked at reviews online. And particularly, I've looked at things like speak, uh, features and specs in those uh, reviews, because first of all, it lists the kinds of features that um, different appliances have. And it helps me to have done some homework and to formulate questions before I even go to the store. Um, because one of the challenges in going to the store is that sometimes things are not plugged in and sometimes you can get people to plug them in, but sometimes that's more of a challenge. And also, it helps me to know ahead of time things like where controls are located. Um, does if there are buttons, even if they do beep, does it does the menu wrap or does it always go back to the beginning? Um, but those using websites and doing my homework ahead of time um, has really been invaluable in making some of those initial decisions so that I can then go to the store and focus on a few models rather than, you know, looking at 32 models. So I just thought I'd add that. Wow. Okay, good. That's good information to have. Excellent. Thank you, Amy. I'm glad you, I'm glad you joined us and I'm glad you added that. Okay, next we have a phone user from area code 918. Hi, this is Allison Fallon. Hi, Allison. And hi. I don't know whether you consider this, it's a talking product, but it's not with, you know, A-L-E-X-A or... <laughs> or, C- or Siri or any of those. <laughs> right, right. Um, and it's more expensive, but I know... Uh, I got mine through uh, Blind My Smart, and it's a talking toaster oven. And it's one that's been adapted by, um, oh, trying to think who adapted it. Um, yeah, I think West Bend, but I could be wrong. But it's oh, by Black a, and Decker. Thank you. That's, you're right. Black and Decker. Um, and I really like it. Uh, as I say, I I live by myself, so uh-huh. if I'm going to cook something, chances are I'll use the the toaster oven rather than the the big oven. Ah. But I really like it. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you joined us and told us about it. So, Allison, does it have buttons on it besides being talking? Besides talking? Well, they're not. They're not buttons. Per, well, they kind of are, but. They don't stand. They don't stick out. Uh huh. But but you can feel them. So how did you? Yeah. How did you hear about it? Uh, they talked about it on Blind My Smart. Oh, okay. And uh, and as I say, it was more expensive than your you know in the store. Yeah. But you can yeah. but you can use it, and it, I use it all the time. Yeah, and that can make all the difference in the world because you get something. That's, that's cheaper, but if you can't use it, what's the point? Correct. I agree. Yep. Yep. Very okay. true. Yep. Allison, thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, next Next is Travis. <laughs> yes. This is, you know, when I saw what this meeting was going to be about in the future, I was just like really floored, actually, uh, about this because me being certified in the appliance business and so on. Uh-huh. Um, but actually, I wanted to share a couple of things, actually, on user-friendliness on washers and dryers with the electronic controls that are in the market. Uh, yeah, great. I can talk about washers and dryers, too. I don't think I'll have time, but I might later. We'll see, because I've been very lucky so far. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Okay. I wanted to talk in response to one of our callers, Amy uh, Rule or whatever her, it was. Anyway, there's a couple of them with the electronic controls that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the only thing is I just hope the track record can improve because they've had some issues with the track record and reliability in past generations and so forth. Um, 
one brand uh, on the washers and dryers that have electronic controls and the dials, the uh, Maytag HE series, like the Bravos and the uh, Maxima. And what uh, those uh, washers and dryers do is if you like change your water temperature, for example, for push of a button or your like spin speed, it will make a different sound when you select your spin speed. You see, so you know what spin speed you're at, like max yep. extract yep. or exactly. your water temperature. Mm-hmm. And also the dial, it'll let you know when you're at normal. So, you know, what, how many clicks to turn re- left or right, depending on what you're using, like sheets and towels. And it'll let you know if your fabric softener is enabled or not. The only thing, it does not make a different sound when you hit the power boost button, you know, for like the extra, you know, wash, you know, for steam and all that. Um, it only makes like just one single sound. So I'm, mm-hmm. that's like, there's like a weakness. Uh, now the other washer and dryers that have been coming on the market in the last two years, um, if anybody has been following, um, Samsung has a washer and dryer that has Braille on it. Huh. So you have grade one Braille, you have the letter P for power. Mm-hmm. And then you have the letter S you know, for start, stop, and then you have like the computer cell braille, um, you know, for uh, your spin speed and your uh, water temperature buttons. And it'll make different audible sounds when you select your spin speed, you know, so you know where you are mm-hmm. or your water temperature. Now the thing is, the dial is going to be a little cumbersome for some folks because the Maytags has has a po- a little pointy thing on the dial, so it's it's always stays consistent. But Samsung um, they, or LG, they don't have the uh, the dials with the pointy thing on it, and you have to always fiddle with the dial to know where to go for a cycle. The way that I find it, when you go to a certain cycle, like if you want to go to normal, it'll go bing, bing when you set the dial to normal. But when you count your clicks, depending on what cycle you're going to use, it'll just go bing, bing, bing. Yeah, good. And um, I have a friend, actually um, – one of my blind friends who lives in my local area has the Braille washer and dryer set from Samsung she bought last year. And I'll tell you what, despite their um, hiccups they've had in issues in recent years, knock on wood, she has been very fortunate not to have any problems mm. with her set. Well, that's great. I, 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 I live in a, an apartment complex and I have, I think they're Maytags. But when mm-hmm. I first, when they first came in about six months ago, I thought, or maybe it was a year ago, I thought, oh God, get, this is not going to work. It's not going to be accessible. But because I thought when I looked at the screen that it was nothing was recessed, it was yes. all flat, and I thought, oh no. But it turns out that it was recessed. Each yes. of the little compart, each of the little, they're not buttons. It's a, just a, it looks like a piece of the screen, but it's slightly detented and recessed in. Yep. So mm-hmm. you can actually press what you you find out what you need based on somebody reading it to you, and you press what you need, and then which I love uh, the, when I, you when I put when you put a quarter in. It used to be in the old machines that you never knew whether it was actually plugged in or not and if it was plugged yeah. in maybe somebody had been playing with it so once you put your quarters in and pushed start nothing would happen on this mm-hmm. one you hear a little ding, ding, yeah ding, every time the quarter goes in so if yeah. you put seven quarters you hear ding, and then if you put the eighth one in it's it does it again but it, that's all you need eight quarters if you put the ninth one in accidentally no no if you put eight in on the final quarter it goes it's a long beat. Which tells you, okay, that's it. You don't have to put any more in. And then you can actually, uh, you can do that first. You can do that last. You press, mm-hmm. you push stuff first to get the presets. Then you put your quarters in. Yeah. And, and they, they, I'm sure they did that because they were tired of people having to call the company to get their money back because yes. of stuff being messed up. For, and for us, we'd never know. No. And so I love these machines. No. They're perfect for for us. Well, that's great. Let's hope they'll hold up, though. I, yeah. I just hope they can get their act together because, you know, of all the generation troubles they've had. Yep. You know, their, um, yeah. Recent yeah. years and everything. Yeah. So. Well, Travis, thank you so much for telling us about the washers and dryers. That's good stuff. Yep. That's great stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, we have... Okay, Jeannie several hands. Yeah, we got several hands. So let's see if we can Hello, get to these. Hello, can you hear me? We can. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Um, well, this is Jeannie Johnson, and I do it's electric every other Wednesday night where we talk about small. Appliances. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, yep. I do. Um, and so I wanted to say a couple of things. First of all, if something 
talks, and I'm not talking about with one of the Lady A devices or anything like that. Um, but for example, there is a talking instant, well, talking multi cooker, pressure cooker thingy, similar to the instant pot. But love that technical it, wordage. Thank you. Thingy, yeah, that's yeah, cool thingy, stuff. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but. While it talks, it doesn't speak everything that one has to know. And at one time, QVC had it on sale, and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to get it. I want to see what it's like. I ended up sending it back because also while I was waiting to get it, I should have done this before, then I looked at the manuals through PDF, and there were things like don't cook pasta in it because – Instead of one releasing the steam, it automatically releases its own steam when it's done pressure cooking. And it said if you cook pasta in it, that could clog it up so that the steam won't release. Anyway, I decided it had enough issues that it wasn't worth keeping. So I did send it back. And I some people have called me the Instant Pot Queen. And um, while I love the Instant Pot, not, not all models are created equal. I recommend the Instant Pot Duo uh, group because I think it's the most accessible and has the most features available. Uh, there's one, the Ultra has a knob that you have to turn. And I'm not sure how accessible that is. I haven't had one. And along with what people were saying earlier, definitely, if you can try to go to the store, put your hands on it and then go back home and see where you can find the best price. And if, for example, you're getting it from bed, bath and beyond, remember that if you call them and say, well, I don't have any coupons, but can I get the 20% coupon discount? They will give it to you. It wasn't electric, but I bought a set of cookware that way and was able to get the 20% discount, and that really helped. Um, so, And then the Instant Pot, uh, the duos, duos are very accessible. And as far as oven, I have the um, Cuisinart air fryer convection toaster oven, and it has knob controls. And so they're easy to adapt so that uh, a person who is blind or visually impaired can use them. Cool. Excellent. Jeannie, what is your, is this a program that you have every Wednesday night or a podcast Uh or what do you, what is it? It's on ACB Community. It's every okay. other Wednesday night I do. It's electric. And then most of the time on the Wednesdays that I'm not doing it, uh, every other Wednesday, uh, Sheila Young has a recipe swap. So okay. both shows are really fun. Cool. Yeah. What, 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 what time, what, um, what time of day? What time 7 Eastern, 7 oh. p.m. Eastern. Oh, cool. And also for anyone who is interested, if you don't mind me putting in a plug here, nope. I have no, a Facebook no, no, no. group called all text small kitchen electrics that means nothing is in an image and all we talk about is small kitchen electric appliances and we share tips and which ones are accessible and recipes so anyone is welcome to join that all a-l-l-t-e-x-t small kitchen electrics and where is that that's on Facebook for those of you who are Facebook okay. users. Okay, gotcha. Facebook. Yeah, I didn't hear you say that, but I wanted to make sure we got the plug-in for, for people. That's great. Thanks. Thanks so much. Good stuff. Great stuff. Okay, next we have a phone user, area code 510. Hi, Steve Ellison. Hey, Steve. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to speak a little more generally and say what a wonderful presentation this was. Because as someone who spends an inordinate percentage of their time railing against the injustice of inaccessibility, it's so valuable and refreshing to be reminded of the triumphs over inaccessibility that exist in the innovativeness of, of each of us, of so many of us. It's just, it's just incredible. After, after a I while. I'm reminded of it in my own life every day. Oh, yeah. After a while, it gets to the point where if you don't do it yourself and work towards making it accessible or finding ways to make it accessible – you you know you're not going to be doing anything with yourself. So, you know we always all of us we decided that when we first started talking about this is we have to talk about how to make it accessible as well for people. And and so we're glad we had that chance. But as always, a worrier, I'm worried about what are the implications of e-commerce and the no-touch world yep. for accessibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm. 
glad you uh, glad you came along and listened. That's cool. I enjoyed it very and much. We'll be and in touch soon. Eat, and he doesn't even cook. No, Judy cooks. But I, but that's right. I eat the most wonderful food <laughs> in the world. That's right. <laughs> he doesn't cook. <laughs> At least you know it's accessible. It certainly is. Yeah. It certainly, it certainly yeah. is. Cool. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Okay. Next is area code 518. This is Mary Beth Metzger, and I just wanted to highlight something that was kind of glossed over a little bit, but um, the wonderfulness of knowing where and labeling uh, the cancellation button, like a microwave yes. dishwasher. Yep. You know, it's, so, it's such a valuable oh, yeah. thing to know that if you make a mistake, and especially if it's new, there's a good chance of that, at least for me. Oh, yeah. Um, that that I have I have backup. You know, mm-hmm. I can start over again. Mm-hmm. And um, I also too, and um, I'm I'm kind of like Amy. We'll go and um, look up, you know, on the manuals or try to. But also, um, one thing that we haven't mentioned that's a problem, at least here in in New York, is with a pandemic, it's so much more difficult to um, to get appliances quickly. Um, and you know, it's the, the supply, at least here is a lot more limited. Um, there's a lot fewer demo models and stuff. And I don't know if that's that way, um, where the rest of you are, but here, um, that's been a little bit, I mean, I haven't had to get a new appliance, but it, I know that at the moment it, it takes longer than usual to, um, to purchase sometimes to sometimes purchase new appliances. Yeah. Everything's taking longer. Everything's taking yeah. longer. Appliances are taking longer. Those who are buying computers, the chips are not available like they used to be. So we're finding that this is happening to a much larger extent than before the pandemic. So thank you, Mary Beth. Good stuff. And I have used that cancellation button so many times because I wasn't paying attention. And I pushed the wrong button and I said, what did I? Did I push the wrong yeah. button? Well, just in case I did, let me cancel. It's like having a parachute. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a good thing to have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And especially when I first started learning the microwave, yeah. I would make yeah, mistakes. Yeah. So yeah. the cancellation button was really, really helpful. Okay. Uh, Jerry is next. I, I was sometime... Uh, unplug uh, it's like the microwave because it, it won't do nothing so I have to unplug the power and then we plug it back in and then it kind of reset everything uh, I want to mention about the talking toaster oven uh, the, the lady mentioned in the beginning the Black & Decker I have one myself and uh, their expenses are uh, Around four hundred dollar, oh, but um, I, I I I wish they were like one or two inches wider and one inches higher. It would be perfect. Because, but uh, uh, I told my wife, I said, "Why why do you want to use a big oven? We can do everything the same in in this toaster oven. It's taut. It got uh, bake bake broil." Toast warm, and and uh, and when you have it on bake, it's on conventional, and you can turn conventional off. You don't have to use that if you don't care to use that. Give you two tray, so uh, there's two tray. I use I only use one in there, but you can use two trays for and toast a lot of toast and so on. And uh, you got the uh, but. You know, uh, without going through all the buttons, you know, there's five buttons going up and down. So you can go, you, it, but they're on the left side, five buttons going up and down. On the right side, there's the same button that goes up and down. So you can go forward or backward and set your temperature as well. And you can take, take, uh, cook for a very long time with it and keep it at a warm temperature. While you're waiting for your guests to show up. Well, that's handy. That's great. When you set it to warm temperature, 
125, 150, 175. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a multi, so you don't have to worry about burning food. Did you put dots on yours, or did you just you learn? To. You don't you have, have to. It, it compl- completely audible. Okay, and, good. And and I think it's it. Uh, uh, Blind might have have a web. I can't think of it right now, but he had one for the magic chef uh-huh. and one one for the uh, toaster oven. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, so Myrna, we don't have Andrea, and we don't have Larry. Uh, that, that's okay, but I was hoping that they would be here. So, do you have any closing thoughts based on what you've heard? Well, I I think that. Thank you, audience, for contributing because yeah. that was it's great. It's great. And, uh, people, other people that you know, told us a lot of stuff, and um, you know, Jeannie's program for um, community thing sounds really great. It's very good. I have audio. I've recorded a lot of them because I because so, uh, I can't always hear them when they're on, but it's always great stuff because it's it's knowledge that I don't have. Yeah. No, you. why. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, this is this is Alan. I, I have one one comment that. Uh, uh, that I'm concerned about is finding people. I, I swear it seems like people are incapable of being able to write instructions anymore. Am I the only one that's running into that, or I, do I just have higher standards? Because I'm having a hard time. It's like everybody wants to video everything nowadays, and nobody can either hire people that know how to write technical manuals that explain how to use these things. Or am I just looking in the wrong place? Or, 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 or y'all? I mean, you mentioned your Panasonic microwave had real had a real good instruction manual with it and stuff. I I think that's the exception rather than the rule these days. But 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 I don't know. What do y'all it all say? Dep- it all depends who's manufacturing. For yeah. example, I was just looking yeah. at the Vitamix manual. QVC mm-hmm. had a Today special on a Vitamix yesterday, and they kept their manual up there, which is great. It was a PDF, and it was really good. I mean, good. it was good. it was very you know they they even said like start like the programs are going to be to the left or center on the style and then you know then they'd be to the right of center on your speeds so it really told you where stuff was and um, but then the Vitamix is pretty simple but I think it's all you know if you get some and I hate to say it but I guess I'm going to have to if you get something that's manufactured in China Japan mm. Korea. Mm. You know, yeah. they they they're trying to. They English is not their first language. No, no. So yeah. and they're not getting U.S. people to write their manuals. So yeah. you know that's probably what you're running into. Um, right. I've seen some good manuals that, again, if it's if it's a U.S. manufacturer because Vitamix is in Cleveland, so it's a U.S. manufacturer. Um, okay. You know, it tends to be it tends to be better if it's if it's. Chinese, Japanese, um, mm. you know, some other language that you can, you know, they're they're not English speaking, so right. it that's why I think you're getting what you're getting. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Let, let's hope we still have some U.S. manufacturers who will still be making stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. It seems like yeah. they want to farm it out everywhere, uh, all over the world, because uh, they, they they want to make everything so much cheaper and yeah. stuff, and they try to find a the lowest production that they can. Of course, of the manuals where it says, and press, and they don't say, press what? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, and it makes yeah. a picture. Yeah. But then that's where I see Jeff Bezos' picture smart. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Or Ira or right. Be My Eyes, any of those. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. They are invaluable, especially if you oh, live yeah. alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Hey, thanks, Alan. Welcome. Good stuff. Anything else before we uh, wrap up? Not, not, not okay. that I can think of. Yeah, this has been good. I wasn't, you know, you never know what's going to happen no. when you, when you, because we've never done this before on Tech Talk, but it was great. I knew that, I knew that all of you in the audience would be perfect. You guys would be good. It was number one, would we have enough to fill? And number two, would it work? And it, it did. And we had about 30 people roughly uh, at max, pretty much. We were down to 28 now, but it's been fluctuating. And we're glad. I, I, I have the website. All right, go ahead, Jerry. Tell us. It's it's called www.talkingtoaster.com. 
oven.com. That's it. Oh. And you and you get in a blind mic mall and, and it describes the whole whole tutorial on it. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, it's and been may a add, May yeah. I add one little thing, please? Sure. Okay, for any of you who are interested in learning how to use an instant pot and probably some of the other oh, yes. multi-pressure cookers that are similar, you, believe it or not, there are lots of wonderful YouTube videos where the people really explain what they're doing. They give recipes and say exact amounts of the ingredients. And so sometimes you can actually learn about your appliance by going to YouTube and checking that out as a source. Good, good information because it's true. Sometimes it's helpful and sometimes it's yeah. not. But you can't just assume that it's not helpful because it's visual. Because sometimes they're really, really good. It just depends, like anything else. Excellent, excellent advice. All right, can I add one more? Go ahead, a Jerry. Product. Um, I've I've been hearing it on the uh, uh, on the chat site. Um, for a handyman, and and if people say that the VIP three thousand um, uh, thermostat is, is off the market and you can't buy them, that's not true. Uh, I talked to the owner and their son taking over and they're they're continuing manufacturing the VIP three thousand thermostat. So if anybody here. You can still buy it from uh, Mackey-Aid and all those companies. You know, even though we're on lots of lists, and most of us are, and you hear things like that, you can't just assume that whoever is telling you this, because they think they're right. You can't assume that they're telling the truth because they may have been given misinformation. So usually if I hear that something's not available or just not being sold, I will go back and find out for sure. I'll go to the site where apparently it was made, and double-check, because in many instances, what's being told or said on the, on these lists is not always true. A lot of times it is, but sometimes it's not. So it always helps to go back and check and double-check, just to be sure. And, and, and the company, they have a website, and if I'm not mistaken, it's called, it's called smartwavesolution.com, I think. Okay. And, um, um, they have tutorial and PDF file and manual and everything on them. So. Good. Thank you, Jerry. Well, we're going to wrap up. And a big thank you to Myrna Voda, who has uh, kind of spearheaded this. It was a great idea. And we were talking about what should we do? And this came out and we decided to divide it up. So in about another month, not sure yet when, we will do smart homes and we'll talk about some of these artificial intelligence uh, devices that you're all familiar with now for the most part. We'll do that then. We'll talk about talking items as well. So thanks to Myrna Voda and thanks to John Gassman. And we uh, don't know what happened with Andrea, but she was supposed to be here. So something came up, obviously. Same is true for Larry Lumpkin, but uh, we will... uh, Join you next week when we talk about um, media players. And we're working through that still to talk about which media players and how many media players. Because we have a lot of people who want to talk about them. So that's the subject matter as to who will be presenting. We don't know yet, but we'll have that decision fairly soon. And we'll put out a release as well near the end of the week. So... Thank you so much for being with us. Next week, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Join us then for Tech Talk.